Blog Talk Radio. This presentation may contain language and scenes which may be objectionable to certain individuals. Viewer discretion is advised. Electroconvulsive Therapy, Part 1. Go kid, go kid, go kid, do the crap with me. Endo, produced by Timbo, game over, nah, the NWA chain choking, burn a rubber inside the Range Rover, chain smoking, purple haze, this ain't another one of those, this the rebirth for Dre, the rebirth for LA, the rebirth for hip-hop, another memorial for Machiavelli and Big Pop, hold up, Tim, stop, I said it's another memorial for Machiavelli and Big Pop, Young homie got shit locked, public enemy number one, flavor flames with a wristwatch. All black G units, all black Impala, I'm a schizo, we willing to six fold. 50 cent no, I'm confident most morning when I'm riding with tempo. Show me where your friends at, we can fuck that, let me put you on the Pop culturist. Wow, off of the two week of summer hiatus, people moving, people boating. But one thing for sure, Kyle will always be a half pint. Adams, Kyle, how the hell are you, sir? <laughs> uh, enough about me. How are you, Alex? <laughs> I'm well, man. Hey, it's been a while. It's been a while. It has been. Um, it has you've been. been, you've been, uh, you know, doing a new venture. Uh, yes. off at the Fourth of July, so I, um, you know it's, <laughs> it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I relocated. I'm no longer in St. Paul now. I'm in Wyzetta, Minnesota. Oh, nice. Yeah, three ninety four is my front yard now, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, except for on Fourth of July when mortars tip over and shoot out into the highway, it's not so Whoa. fun anymore. Your mortars. <laughs> Did you cause yeah. that? Ooh, um, <laughs> did you run and hide? Like, why is no, that like, dude, like, and then, like, at the same time, like, they're, okay, so I live, like, on a frontage road in front of the highway, so there's also mm-hmm. cars that go on the frontage road, and I have the, not the M80s, but I think they're, like, 70-somethings or 60-somethings, but, okay. anyway, they're silver bullets. We went to Wisconsin, and we got our fireworks. And so I, I lit them and threw them. And as I threw them, they went direct. Like this car was driving by and it went directly underneath. But the oh, car went by and the, and the fireworks exploded. So like they, it didn't go underneath the car. But oh, I was like, okay, won't throw them there no more. <laughs> I I guess that's um that's that's sage advice that you gave yourself. I remember one time, uh, my house was definitely the house out in PF. For fireworks, uh, friends, family, what have you, just gatherers would always come because the, the show was literally across the street from my mm-hmm. house uh, off of a giant hill. 
And uh, my aunt dated a uh, Chicago cop. And sometimes he would bring confiscated fireworks, dynamite, what have you, explosive mortars, and just bring them and be like, all right, guys, let's light them up. Uh, so, so plenty of mischief for sure. Blew a lot of holes in my backyard. Wow. Uh, but one time, a, a one of those flying ones literally like shot up and then went down and came towards where everybody was sitting. So after that, uh, <laughs> we, we kind of cooled off because people were as were, I'm sure, people, uh, fans of the pop cultures. Thank you for tuning in, whether it's uh, via iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and or TuneIn Radio, also blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media. Uh, but yes, thank you for coming, sticking, uh, or coming back to us uh, a crazy couple of weeks. As it states in the description, which I kind of had to edit a little uh, just in case. Uh, sorry, I am the PC police. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yes, a shit ton of movies I did see. Four, five, seven, I'm not sure. Hell, even movies I didn't put on the script. Uh, but a lot of fun. Kyle, we'll also review Connoisseur 2, The Purge the first year. And yes, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Cannot wait to hear his takes on that. We'll also see who got beat down at the box office within the last couple of weeks. Of course, we knew Jurassic Park would open huge, but we'll see how long that stayed atop, how much money it's made, and if Ant-Man and the Wasp could could take out the dinos and Chris Pratt. Uh, also, some sorry, awesome movie, I should say, um, except another one is going to be very, uh, a little one is very excited to see it this upcoming weekend, but Kyle and I talking about, sorry to bother you, and I might have to talk a little Hotel Transylvania 3. Um, again, Kyle, we'll talk Connoisseur 2. We'll do some Mellow's uh, Manic Movie Minute. Of course, get into the mantra. Of course, Timbaland uh, was kind of a, a recap. Kyle on Soda Sound Radio here again on the Strong Style Media Network uh, has been doing, you know, of course, the summer rap brackets every year from 2001 to 2017. They are breaking down the albums tournament style, seeing, you know, winner takes all for the year. Uh, we have some recaps of 0405 preview of 06. He's going to go over some whack tracks. He's going to talk also that new Childish Gambino. Did he rush a few tracks out? Well, I guess it's the summer and it's a summer EP, EP, EP to the to the tiniest P, uh, but no. also maybe to, to blindside from those allegations. We'll get Kyle's <coughs> thought on that. Uh, also, we'll see if he listened to all 94 tracks. Scorpio, Scorpion, uh, I don't give a shit. We'll hear Kyle's take along in the <laughs> mantra. But Kyle, how the hell are you, man? Good. Um, and I just want to say that um, EPs are the new albums. So, it just expect to get like six or seven tracks on an album now, and and that's the new new thing. I, I'm highly pissed off about it. You are. You you've been very uh, hesitant into the the adaptation of how we get. Things are a little different way, but I guess it's better than the you know what music, especially hip hop, has become in the last ten years, where it's just been about. Oh, Alex has uh, (laughs) 
got tombstoned on his head here by uh, Block Talk Radio. So we're going to go ahead and cut the break. As he was saying, though, we're going to go over the Summer Rap Brackets, uh, 2004. We we did get a winner for that one, 2005, 6, and 7. You'll hear tomorrow night on Strong Style Radio. Or um, <laughs> Pop <laughs> uh, uh, Soda Sound Radio. Jeez, I said Strong Style Radio. Anyway, <laughs> we'll be back after this break. And then uh, when we come back, we'll talk some Ant-Man and Wasp. For Alex has reviews upon reviews upon reviews upon reviews upon reviews. I bleep indeed. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate. Baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company. And I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, so the sound radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and at more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com. Mail letters. Ship packages. All the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Sound Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint's Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over this safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, List, you can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No. What if you actually wanted boba? It's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe words, Barbara. <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> I just have one question. When Cap needed help, if I'd asked you, would you have come? I guess we'll never know. But if you had, you'd have never been caught. I do some dumb things, and the people I love the most, they pay the price. Thanks to you, we had to run. We're still running. 
Let's go. tech available for me. No, I did. Ooh, I just got your message. What's what uh what are you eating over there to get the itis? Welcome back to the Pop Cultures as we uh, figure out if Alex uh, <laughs> is able to wake up from his food coma. Um, he messaged me on Facebook saying he had the itis. I, w- I wonder what he ate. That sounds bomb. Like, because he always eats good food. So, um, as you heard there, that was the uh, the clip from Ant Man and Wasp, which Alex is supposed to review, but I'm not. Hearing him? Unless Block Talk beat us both up? Not. Hmm. All right, now he's messaging me on Facebook. Um, I'm supposed to keep talking, you guys. So I, <laughs> I, I honestly haven't even. Whoa! Hey, hey, Whoa. Alex Mello here. The huh. itis. I, yeah. What What was you eating to get the itis? Um, I had what I was talking because I thought I was still connected. Um, which was really <laughs> weird because I'm like, hey, I had this, I had that. It was like a really weird Black Mirror episode. Welcome back to the Pop Cultures. The itis, unfortunately, a really nice cucumber salad, um, oh. some broccoli. Uh, what else? Did it? Basically, it's called a burger bomb. It's kind of like Juicy Lucy. You put a lot of cheese in the middle of, and you make a big hole in the in the burger. You put a yep. whole ton of cheese in there, probably with a half package of bacon. So you 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 are eating meat. See, I I couldn't tell about your diet, which for those who don't know, he is on a new diet. Keto to he, my heart. Keto trying to get that that wrestling body. Gotta get, <laughs> uh, hey, I just found out WrestleCast Radio. We're gonna be, uh, of course, at Starcast, and we're gonna be on Fight TV that whole weekend. Wow. So now I'm like, whoa, I'm doing more like curls. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good exposure on the Strong Style Media Network, that's for sure. Can't wait. That is. You got to look nice in the in the T-shirts, which you can buy on the website, by the way. 
Yes, yes. StrongStyleMedia.com. Just click the store link. For 20 bucks, you get an awesome WrestleCast t-shirt. You can pick out of two designs, all sizes, at 20 bucks. Plus, uh, you get a free wristband. WrestleCast Radio. Show your support for the Strong Style Media Network. We'll get some pop culture shirts down the line. Uh, But it's some good stuff, uh, Kyle. I've started this uh, regimen just a few days after Mother's Day. And uh, so it's been about roughly two months, and I think it's about been about 33 pounds and about two pan sizes I've dropped. Ah, that is really impressive. And these dogs are about to scrap behind me. What? They're going upstairs now. Cool. <laughs> so, like, the nice thing about this is, like, you've been to my old house and how it was just a one-floor deal type thing, I guess. Um, Wasn't it, like, three not, floors? Well, it was technically, but I mean, we was only allowed like what my room and the bathroom, the kitchen. I was really confused. I was like, I thought they were friends. I had no idea. (laughs) Like it was just like the room. I was like, why don't we ever hang out with anyone? And then I was like, like the fourth time, I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, But now it's all it's all cool, man. Like there's um, a porch, a back porch, outside, like. Little area, um, two level, whoa, two level story place. What the? <laughs> there's a lot of pets in here too, by the way. Oh man. Um, yeah, there's like, uh, four cats and three dogs. Respect. Man, my allergies would flare. You know how I sneeze like a bath? It would be triple in that household. And then after a day, though, I'll be fine. <laughs> But that birthday, yeah. my God, it would be like yeah. Fourth of July out of my nose. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds gross. Not like snot rockets would fly out or anything. It's just I sneeze, like I said, like a, a homicidal maniac. Yeah, and I have allergies too. And like, I think I'm just built to a, like all like immune all pets or something now because they just constantly are in my face. So I'm just like, yeah. ha, 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 immunity I got, or something. I don't know. But either way, um, it's really immunity. cool here. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's immunity. <laughs> it's really cool here, though. Like, uh, when you're in town, come on by. Like, I, I know, like, you may have allergies, but we can, like, put a okay. mask or something on you. I'll, I'll take I'll take 12 all the way through Isetta. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Wham, and I'm right off with three. I don't know the movie theater detail out there. As long as there's See, and an there's, AMC. There's a, like this weird discount theater which I've like always go past and it's been there for Is some years now. But I think so. Isn't it? Like or it's uh like seven fifty or eight fifty or something like that for a ticket. Okay. And it's right, Even, right really? before I get to Ridgedale. Yeah, it's right before I get to Ridgedale. It's right across from a uh, Chinese. Oh, it's like man something. Yeah, I know know what that is. I, I, know, I don't like man theaters. Um, the seats usually suck. Uh, the screens are usually, you know, pretty old. And yeah, it's new movies, but it, they're not like digital or anything. There's one in Plymouth that I, that I thought I'd check out, the man's theater there. But I don't know what that's the Willow, like. The Willow Creek one? Because that I theater's that's... dope. Oh, no, they do have a Plymouth. You're right. Yeah, there's a Willow Creek, which is probably about five minutes west, which they've done awesome changes to that theater, a new uh, ownership. But, yes, the Plymouth, I used to rock that theater again in kind of the same seats, but I haven't been there in, like, 
nine years. So maybe yeah, they changed yeah. the game. I went to Lakeville uh, last time I was home to check out a flick. And I was like, oh, man, there was the only theater play in this movie, uh, Revenge, which I talked about like a month or so ago, um, two months, actually. And then all of a sudden I was just like, I'm going to make the sacrifice. They got shitty seats. You know, the screens are old, whatever. <laughs> I walk in, man, the screens got larger uh, reclining seats. They had like delicious snack options, but of course I couldn't eat. Uh, but I was pleasantly surprised. So, you know, hopefully a lot of these chains now, but Kyle, you got something more to be excited about it within a few weeks. I believe uh, the Alamo, a fantastic theater chain is finally coming to Minnesota. Woodbury to be yeah. exact. Unfortunately, not the heard same area, that. but good God, I cannot wait for the. Heard Alamo. about that. And they're opening up a uh, Portillo's here in uh, Roseville. Well, not here, what? but in Roseville. Like, yeah, right in front of the mall there. It's, they're, they're building one. Like, it's they're building soon. one? Man. I'm telling you, Minnesota's becoming a little Chicago. We already took, well, Portland took Minneapolis's swag. Uh, I'll say, I'll include St. Paul. The Wind City hipster, you know, kind of cool culture swag that many, that the Twin Cities have always, always had. Prince, for God's sakes. Come on. Husker, do, Bob, mold. Anyways, now Chicago is slowly inserting into Minnesota culture. I love it. We got pizza. We got our beers coming over here, and now we got three Portillo's, Kyle. I love it. Yeah, three of them. I think that's more than Chicago. Oh, we <laughs> On high, uh, Highland Highway, but uh, um, my God, it's 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 a fun time. Uh, but you know what else it was a fun time? Uh, movies. I got to see a shit ton of movies. I'm very excited. Kyle finally got to see Carnosaur Two and Killer Clowns. Also, he'll talk season two of Luke Cage here in a bit. But as you heard, the twentieth movie, Kyle, n- numero two o. That's not even Spanish or English. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. The uh, I would say a, a, a fan favorite, I would say, from 2015, the original Ant-Man. Of course, I was all aboard. Edgar Wright was supposed to direct the original. Uh, one of my favorite uh, creators, but of course, director and writer of the Cornetto trilogy, Spaced, a few other awesome, you know, Channel 2 or Channel 1 uh, shows there. But uh, unfortunately, creative differences split him in a Marvel uh, but hey, he made Baby Dragon. Credit. Top five favorite 2017. Um, so, you know, I Peyton Reed, the director who took over. I was not the biggest fan. You know, he kind of did those family, you know, action sci fi films. So, again, not totally my bag. But hey, Paul Rudd and Adam McKay kind of coming in, you know, doing some script duty. So I know the jokes were there. And of course, they, they delivered. Oh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Kyle, I believe you did too. Um, were you kind of anticipating a sequel for Matt Ma'am, or were you just like, eh, on the whole situation? Um, I, well, no, I wasn't. And I wasn't expecting them to add um, Wasp either, but I thought that was really cool that they did it for the sequel. Um, she was I've in the original heard... Avengers. Was she? Yeah. In the comics, she was an original Avenger. Oh, in the comics. I was going to say, in the yep. movie, so was she really? Um, That'd be tight. Yeah. That would totally be a lost situation since, you know, she was Kate and all. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I've heard that it's, it's way, way better than the uh, first one. 
way way better. I I wouldn't say that. I'd say it's it still embraces that humor tremendously. It's Paul Rudd. He's the sarcastic. He's the sarcastic ass that you love. Like you you cannot yeah. do anything but love. He can totally shit on you, smiling like oh Paul Rudd, which is totally fine. And and he brings that to this character, but a little bit more earnest. Um, of course, they kind of talked about it. Uh, you know, in Infinity War, where they said, hey, we're Scott. And he was like, oh, remember, he got two years house arrest from the Accords uh, from, of course, Captain America's Civil War. So this movie, Kyle, is kind of during um, that two years from uh, the events of Civil War. Actually, about a year and or as close as you can get. It's pretty much a few days before he is off. Um, his house arrest, of course, could not help the Avengers in any way. Um, so this is kind of like a story that's just like out of sight, out of mind within the MCU. Of course, they do mention our <clears throat> heroes. Some fallen. Some, I mean, sorry, sorry. Um, but anyways, oh. you mentioned uh, the, the heroes there, which was uh, pretty heroes. cool. But it's essentially its own movie. Of course, uh, from the events from Captain America's Civil War, uh, the Wasp, a.k.a. Uh, Hope Pym and her dad, Hank Pym, the original Ant-Man, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. very irked with Paul Rudd since he was not supposed to use that suit. And, of course, as we all know, he becomes Giant Man in one of the most, I would say, better fight scenes that the MCU has had, uh, that airport scene, um, which, of yep. course, introduced us to the new Spider-Man uh, but again, marked up for one of the most, uh, I, I would say, funniest scenes as well um, within the MCU. And, uh, of course, that busted up everything. Of course, he gets arrested, gets all that. So the Pims are on the run. Well, Paul Rudd, you know, awaiting. Wow, I love watching Family Feud, and it comes to the last question. You never know if they're just going to just balk it. Sorry, it's on the background. But this family won it. This modern family, if you will. But anyways, um, oh, so basically, he's um, like, hey, yep. I was going to say, I have Family Feud Disney Edition, and um, I am currently 2-0 and in that game. Somehow, some way. Like, I, yeah, like, I'm not, I guess it's just common answers, which is really weird, but I, I always seem to get, to, like, the number one answer for the most. <laughs> I want, Is that, like, Facebook or cellular? No. Um, nope, it's a card game that we have, and one person is technically supposed to be the host, and then you have a team game, but we just alternate reading off questions and answers. We got um, one of those family fair. feuds, man, and we literally almost murdered each other. We we played it one <laughs> holiday. Um, it was the craziest scenario. Now we now we have it as a joke, um, but man, that was that was a tense a tense afternoon. How is that? Like, it's a team game. Were you just mad at oh. your partner? Like, what? No, I was the host. <laughs> I was too good. So I was made the host. That makes sense. That makes no, sense. no, 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 no. Okay, I was going to say, that would be my scenario when it comes to this Disney game. Like, y'all should make me the host because I, I crush it. So. Oh, man. Um. <laughs> yeah, I want to play this Disney edition, though. I, I'm it's sorry. really me and you, me and you. Yeah. We're oh yeah. One on one. You know, like you and 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 uh, Miss Callie there. 
would uh, probably go up against me and Megan, no problem, and whoever else. Like it's 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 technically it's technically supposed to be like an eleven player game, but it don't matter. Like we'll go. You can do four. You hey can man, do we will definitely put your faces in the Disney sand. Um, which oh, at Man yeah, and the right. Wasp could totally <laughs> could totally be uh, in that uh, sand pile as they're burying you, since of course they are part of the Disney family here. How current is that game, by the way? Would they Super have current. Marvel questions? Really? Uh, no, not that current. Uh, oh, I would probably okay. say Moana and Frozen current. Wow. Um, Holy. Do they do yeah. Pixar as well? They do. Disney, Pixar, they call what? it. Disney. Nice, like, nice. Like um, one of them, actually, one of the cool questions was, here, now, I'll, let's see. If I can remember off the top of my head, the five. But then one of them was like, which uh, states do you think many would be great at being governor at? And uh-huh. Minnesota was number four, which is kind of cool. There's like Maine, New York, uh, Seattle, and oh, one more I can't remember, but either uh, Florida, Florida. Okay. Yeah. Obviously. Well, Maine. Washington, I guess. Not not Florida, but yeah, Maine, Maine, yeah, which is funny. <laughs> For some reason, I don't count it as a state. I have no idea why. Um, <laughs> by the way, so this funny. Family Feud, they they were down by one point to get the twenty grand. And he had Whoa. one question. He got two points. <laughs> That's cool. It was they cool because everyone was like, "What?" Like they, he thought he messed it up. It was it was pretty interesting. Um, but uh, cool. essentially, ho- uh, the Pims, you know, are very mad at Scott Lang. Of course, he just wants to get his life back together, make a better life for him, his daughter, and of course the ex cons, uh, his group from the first movie. Uh, which I would say the show Michael Pena returns as Luis. Um, of course, T.I. Tip Harris comes back as well as David Hacker uh, of the group. And uh, T.I. is just smooth. Uh, definitely, again, all three of them are still in the show. But Michael Pena, what we remember and love from the first one, uh, meaning his storytelling uh, style, which I was like, wow, apparently us Hispanics talk really long on the simplest thing. Um, but uh, you will not be you will not be disappointed in that scene. But uh, essentially, uh, Scott Lang has a connection. Of course, we remember when he went into, um, oh my gosh, why am I escaping that word? Um, Kyle, keep talking, because I'm Team Hell No is on rise, which I don't know why. The Quantum Realm, sorry. So you remember he gets stuck in the Quantum <laughs> Realm, and then he escapes out of it, and, and everyone was like, wait, you can't come out of the Quantum Realm. Once you're in, you're in. Well, of course, he got out. Then he starts having these visions and, and kind of this voice in his head, which is played by Michelle Pfeiffer, who was the original Wasp, along with Hank Pym. So when the Pims find Ooh. that out, even though they are PO'd at Scott, they need his assistance. And then, of course, if you notice, Kyle, in the trailer, they had they didn't really show like a big baddie. You know, in every Marvel movie, you have like the ultimate villain, whether it's known from the yeah. comics or not. In this movie, yeah. they you know in the in the trailers they show like uh, a snake eyes looking type of you know villain with a mask. You know, and then it shows out to be a girl. 
Well, yes, uh, that character is Ghost, uh, who I thought was played wonderfully by Hannah John Kamen, um, who has a little connection here uh, with, I think, was a welcome, welcome casting choice from DC's uh, Superman uh, character, if you will, Lawrence Fishburne, transcending both uh, both uh, cinematic universes. I thought was kind of cool, but he has a meaty, meaty role, kind of sharing a history of Michael Douglas's Hank Pym, and uh, basically it's just trying to juggle what is right, what is wrong. Will they see, you know, their mom and their wife? Will Paul Rudd ever get back in the good graces with the Pims? Uh, it's it's a damn fun movie, Kyle. The the humor is definitely there. Uh, another person to kind of steal the show, Randall Park as kind of the FBI agents who's just looking to bust Paul Rudd and keep him, you know, kind of on a house to rest. He's looking every chance he can get to kind of, you know, knock him down again, having wonderful scenes. Um, interesting, you know, kind of side uh, story uh, with like black market arms dealers, you know, kind of, again, with all this space weaponry hitting the streets. Um, of course that, that crazy bastard is played by the wonderful Walton Goggins. So I guess there's kind of a baddie, but you know, again, nothing of the universal take. Uh, but again, a, a pretty damn good movie, a good film of family and bonding. And of course, trying to save the day, definitely a nice breath of fresh air, a palate cleansing of the 2018 Marvel Cinematic Films, of course, from the wonderful, hopefully best picture nominated Black Panther and the still daunting, but I think excellent masterpiece that was Avengers Infinity War. Again, this was a nice kind of change of pace, uh, which Ant-Man was supposed to do. You know, when you have Edgar Wright and Joe Cornish write a great script and you have Adam McKay and Paul Rudd punch that up with the first one, you know they're going to, you know, kind of do that stuff again. And and I think it's just... A, a, a good time at the movies. Uh, definitely a weekend of money for sure. I'm sure this would be beautiful at the IMAX. The theater I saw that was a, a wonderful piece. But recommend, recommend. It's a great uh, entry into the MCU. Uh, I like how the humor is. But, of course, Thor Ragnarok, I think, is now the steady grade of how humor should be done in these comic book films. Uh, but Ant-Man definitely is not far away. Uh, out of... Out of five toy cars, because I love the effects in this movie, not a lot of it is CGI, Kyle. A lot of just basic old special effects, and it was damn good to see. Uh, Out of five toy cars, I definitely give it uh, four out of five. Uh, Race your way into the theater. Um, The only thing I would say is Evangeline Lilly as Wasps, albeit uh, more to do in this than the first film, uh, of course, kicking ass, but, uh, you know, also dropping those scientific knowledge and the bombs, which there was a few scientists that were making sure everything they were saying, Kyle, was uh, as accurate as it can be, or at least that you can unleash into the world uh, through film. Um, so it, it was very science-based, which I totally, totally dug. Um, but, you know, it also made it, you know, sensible. You know, not just jumbo big words. They made it make sense, which was nice. But uh, I wish Evangeline Lilly would have did a little bit more um, in it, meaning I, I wish the character was stressed out or stretched out more and not just, you know, again, <laughs> kind of the love interest, you know, towards the end. Funny, Mm -hmm. funny bits in in this movie again. Something very akin to uh, Jack-Jack and the Raccoon in Incredibles 2. Uh, You get uh, a little... 
a little different version or various versions of uh, Scott Lang in the Ant-Man suit. So uh, definitely weekend money. For sure. Um, I honestly probably would say um, um, the last, I guess, Avengers movie um, was a bit funnier than Ragnarok. Like, I did like Ragnarok and I saw it, but hmm, seeing... um, a giant dwarf was pretty funny. <laughs> Whoa! Then you'll get the opposite in this movie. Whoa! No, um, I thought that was pretty funny, especially it had to be Peter Dinklage, nonetheless. Um, <laughs> I thought that was that was pretty wonderful. <laughs> you know what else is wonderful? Um, we'll be right back right after in two and two. Uh, we're gonna review a few more movies. I gotta go look over. <clears throat> notes we're going to talk some sicario too we're going to get in some box office beat down of course we'll talk a lot of a little jurassic world fallen kingdom or whatever giant long title they will have uh guys killer from uh curb your enthusiasm by the way is in this commercial for some sort of pill very interesting you know what else is interesting sicario too find out why after this missing out on an awesome show sucks SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? Yes! We got you covered. Yes! From WWE, yes! New Japan, yes! Ring of Honor, yes! Impact, Lucha Underground, All Japan, and more. We're talking the highs and lows in pro wrestling. Heck, we're even giving you people from the Okadas and Omega. We're even talking the Bone Soldiers and Enzo Amoris. Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Okay, I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susie. Ryan is going to love this hat. Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil, and I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Eight Count Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's the Standing Eight Count Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Alexa, call Ashley. 
Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, no, no. He just talked to that girl two hours ago. You got to let love marinate. Put love in that bag to marinate. Mmm, love going to be in that bag like, mm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then after it marinates, no, no. you're going to pull it out. JV, who's Alexa? Say it. Say it, JV. You Alexa. That's right. I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys, but I'll take it from here. Welcome back, Pop Culturists. Man, Kyle, I didn't think I could do it, but I made I did my best John Witherspoon impression. <laughs> so this is the thing that uh Ryan was talking about <coughs> where Jim Ross actually like got his ribs hurt from that from the gate crashing into him. But like Yeah, it, the New Japan show this past Saturday, G one special in um in San Francisco there I sent you the, the other parts to that uh, Very crazy JR, uh, which was crazy Because he, he was talking about the guardrails Not being safe throughout the match Because Jay White was whipping Juice Robinson So hard into him, they would break And so he was talking, yeah. he was like, come on guys you know, Fix this stuff, get this you know." Set. So I'm like, okay, are they building To a spot? Well, eventually You know, and were, as you saw The announce table's literally in the crowd Which is the most asinine thing you could think of But it's yeah. strong style, I get it um, <clears throat> But anywho uh, So who's Ross, that guy? You know, uh, Josh Barnett uh, He was a MMA dude I, He says he's a pro wrestler I'm not really sure But he's a commentator for New Japan Every Friday night and, and whatnot On Access TV there um, Okay And yeah he you know he, Jay White I'm sure he kind of hurt him What they should have done was a lot, a, Alerted them giving them a signal like Hey we're going to do this and move back a little But they didn't so that's where Jay White's in the wrong uh, for sure um, I don't know if it was spontaneous But I highly doubt it by the way He looked at them before he threw Juice Robinson into them um, And also you know On, on White's part um, but, uh, yeah, Jr. you know, at myself, I, I was, I was stunned. I couldn't believe it. And then of course the F bombs dropping on, on. Whoa. I got cut off one more time. Um, to give a little bit of backstory, as he was saying here, the, the, um, Jim Ross, who's an announcer, legendary announcer for new Japan pro wrestling now, um, I don't know, he's kind of falling off of his game, I think, for that. But nonetheless, it's better than what they were having. Um, two wrestlers, Jay White and Juice Robinson, 
um, Jay White was throwing Juice Robinson outside into the guardrails um, outside the ring, which is just literally a rail. <laughs> it's nothing more. Uh, kind of think like the older days in wrestling, those type of guardrails. Um, and so Jim Ross, who's out in the crowd, uh, sitting behind the table, and he's kind of getting concerned because these rails are like coming apart and coming more towards him. And uh, Jay White ends up suplexing uh, Juice Robinson into the guardrails, which then knocks the table into Jim Ross's midsection, uh, thus hurting his ribs. He's a very, very old guy in his 60s. So It's not very old, I guess. <laughs> he's a very, very old, decrepit. He's 66. I mean, I mean the, the guy's been set on fire. I think his arm was literally broken in a what was supposed to be a work. I think Triple H did break it. I think. By God, I mean it. I mean, obviously, it sucked. Like I said, it was a dick move. He, you know, Jay White. Hopefully, was very apologetic, especially when he find out found out he was in a hospital. Uh, but if Gato is smart, and he often is, your next money match at the next show in Long Beach, you get Barnett versus White, especially after White dropping the title to the uh, to Juice Robinson there, uh, which I thought was a hell of a match, probably the match of the night. Do you check any of uh, New Japan out? I was going to. <laughs> no, good, good for him. Like I, I did like that promo, even um, with his broken hand. Um, yeah, he wrestled the match. Um, I don't. A long match. Yeah, I don't see him having the cast though. Does he? No, he didn't have the cast. He was wow. hitting with it though. It was hard to watch. <laughs> <laughs> He has bruised ribs on his left side, a bruised left lung, and a sternum injury. And they say the doctors fear he might catch pneumonia due to the uh, bruising in his lungs. That's oh, my God. <laughs> that don't even seem like that was that hard of a table whip, but, oh, man. Those Japanese tables, man. Obviously, they're in San Francisco, but. They must have imported those tables, as Cody Rhodes <laughs> found out later on in the night when he was getting power bombed out of the uh, from the inside of the ring to the out onto a table. My God, one of the scariest spots I think I've ever seen in my life. But uh, oh man, you know what else it, was pretty damn scary, Kyle? Uh, Sicario, day of the Soldado. What's up? Oh, I was gonna answer your Minnesota accent because you said Cody. <laughs> Cody, no, that's, oh, yeah. Cody oh, Rhodes. you know. Cody Rhodes. Sorry, Cody, the American nightmare. Oh, yeah. That's good. Oh, Cody. Good. Hi, how are you today? I had to, uh, my company is, is, is an awesome company. You know, we have sub, you know, companies that we have, you know, that, that we, you know, provide services for. And I was picked um, out of my start to, store to be a part of this national campaign or, you know, do a, a bracket, if you will. Unlike the summer rap brackets over on Sodazon Radio, this was a bracket to see who the best, you know, customer service person can be. And, uh, my God, I was not happy to do it. But on, at, on take three, 
after, you know, getting hyped, swearing and punching a wall, you know, a couple times, uh, I think I delivered a pretty good one. And maybe, who knows, I could be in a national spot for this company in like three months. So hopefully I, I pass. That would be dope. Wow. Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah, we definitely got to get like, no, no. I mean, going national, that sounds pretty major. That'd be interesting. I, I, I couldn't even dream that big, so, like... Strong I'm style, we're going national Labor Day weekend. Whoa. S- since we'll be on Fight TV and, and such. True. That's pretty tight. Oh, CM Punk, by the September? way, covered on something to wrestle with. That's interesting. Really? How do you feel about Daniel Bryan? When is his contract up again? Isn't it up in August? September. Like September September 1st or August 31st. Conflicting reports anywhere you look, whether it's from someone you know or the dirt or what have you. But it's it's within August, September. But then, like, when his contract's up, he's still on that 90-day no-compete, right? Like, I heard, like, he's doing that now. Like, like, even though you're done with your contract, you still got 90 days no compete. So, like, he couldn't show up on All In anyway, even if we wanted him to. He could. Maybe he had it in his contract that he didn't have to do such. I mean, when you have people like Jack Swagger or Jake Hager, whatever BS name he's going with, he just maybe needs that because they're trying to be dicks. Because that's what they are. WWE, just a bunch of dicks. Making billions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, however, did you see SmackDown? Last night, I did not. No. See, and it was kind of cool. Like, I was I was like, and I know this is wrestling. Sorry. Um, you can catch that on Mondays, though, at uh, 6 p.m. And here. 6 p.m., yep, Central Standard Time. But um, The Miz had Miz TV and had Team Hell No on there where they're supposed to be going up against Bludgeon Brothers, which, hmm, I suppose. Uh, Did you hear my rant on Monday? I went on a really great rant on New Japan from the ending of the G1 special, and then somehow I brought in the Bludgeon Brothers because it pissed me off. They were jobbers for years, even though they're great talents, and Eric Rowan, but especially Luke Harper. Great, phenomenal talent, could run that that league. Um, But they were jobbers. Back with new gear uh, and new head of masks, and they're the most undefeatable team in all the land. And I'm like, wait a minute, you can't go from jobbing to all of a sudden being so dominant and this and that because you added red to your attire, which pissed (laughs) me off. And change your name. And change your name. And it pissed me off at the end of that New Japan G1 special for sure, (laughs) which I'm not going to spoil because I will have you watch it. Just okay. hurt the shit out of me. That's funny. And um but the Miz was like <clears throat> Oh, uh Daniel Bryan said you're the Miz and you're terrible at everything you do. And so Miz huh? got pissed and was like, Oh yeah, I'm I'm terrible, I'm terrible. Well, you're working uh a tag team match with a broken down nostalgia act and I was like, Whoa <laughs> Nice. Respect. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh God. 
Oh, and then like um, he called him broken down demon, but but oh, it's funny. He, I guess they wrestled already, which kind of pisses me off. Last month. Yeah. Yeah. I hate um, that storyline. I hate what they're doing with that. Too soon. Yeah. Ryan yeah. thinks Kane's going to turn on him, and then they'll have their match at SummerSlam. I think Miz is somehow they're going to fly him from the All-Star softball game that he's going to be par- be participating in. They're going to fly him, because that's of course, is a red herring. Cost them the match, thus Miz Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam, which then Bryan can say, you know what, I'm out. Then he shows up in Chicago at All In, and I'll be the happiest I've been forever. That would be cool. Um, and it's him I'm kind of baking on that. Taking on the world. I'm kind of baking on that. Whoa, Megan's the best. Um, just got a message that I got soda upstairs, which is cool. Whoa, <laughs> soda party. Also, congrats yeah. to Offset and Cardi B welcoming daughter Culture Kiari. Culture yeah. with a K, by the way. Culture with a K. Should we change our name to the K? And my name's already with the K. Should I change it to the C? Like Kyle with a C. Style. <laughs> C high, the prince. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like sure. Tight, by the way. You hear them dogs? Good God. Man, who let them dogs out? There's two little crap. Oh, and they woofed. And they woofed after I said it. That was tight. Get <laughs> it? Who and let the dogs I hate that one. song. I don't even want to sing that. that shit. What is it? Like a Mastiff? Um, No. Uh, Bernard? Same Bernard. So it's like a Beethoven? No. My bad. A lab, I guess. Yes, a lab. A golden lab? That's a cool dog, man. It's a big dog. You take him for walks? You take him for walks? Nah, he's too old for all that. What? Do you just pet him all day? Yeah, and then we let him outside to use the bathroom. What? You don't got that patch of grass for in the house since he's old? Um, he has a, a bed. And he has a spot on the couch that's like his that he lays on all the time. So he's the Sheldon of animals, is what you're saying? He has his own spot. No one else can go in it. No, nah, people can. Like that's fine. But it's just if he were, if you were to like sit in his spot, <laughs> and and like you'd be like, come on, come on, Charlie, and he'll just look at you and be like, um, I can't do that. I'm like, well, my bad. Then I have to get on the other cushion, and then he'll get on. Hmm. Yeah, but he's a really cool dog. He's just, I don't know, it's weird. Like, every time somebody comes to the house, he has to, like, bark. Like, when their car pulls up to the driveway or whatever. He just wants to say what's up, man. That's all he No, he gets anxiety, which is weird. He gets to the point where there's, like, no cars. And, like, he'll bark. And it's like, what are you doing, dude? And then he'll, like, growl. But it's not like his teeth are showing, but it's, like, from his belly, I guess, if that makes sense. Your teeth are showing. Aww, puppy. <laughs> <laughs> then I see them out of a movie where it's like, oh, look, he likes me. His teeth are showing. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, 
Um, got Crash Bandicoot for the three or for the Xbox One, which is pretty. For fun. the three sixty, I don't no. know what's a weirder old school statement than Crash Bandicoot <laughs> and or three sixty. Even though that was a PlayStation game, it was in that aspect. But then they're like, we're gonna make it available for all platforms, and so Xbox One it was is is what it is. Could you and race in that game too, or is that like a different game where they use it is like a different game? Buggies? They okay. do they do have like a hog thing where you have to like move the hog from side to side without like running in the street. Move the hog? What? Yeah, you like you ride a hog, like like a Bronco style, and you have to move it. It's really bizarre, man. Because like there's one point in time where you get through the stage. Uh, and you see like other pigs like being hung, and it's like, wow, that's really awkward. Wow. And so you have to like <laughs> dodge them as you're like trying to progress through the stage, and you're like, oh, what the hell happened here? <laughs> that was what we played as a kid. Oh my goodness, because that man, came that out. Up. Yeah. I, oh man, how old was I? I was like ten when that game came out. That was easily what ninety six, ninety seven. What was that? The first PlayStation. Yeah, about so. I I ended up getting. I like that old setup. That grayish one. It had the big old circle in the middle and just like those small yep. edges. Uh, ninety six. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was twelve. Good call. I Good didn't play call. that yeah, game. Was... I did not play that game. Really, I did. I, I played that Sonic. a lot. I, I was like, this is the BS Sonic. I, I upgraded. I ended up getting um, what did I have at the time? I want to say like my friend had the PlayStation because I went over to his house to play Crash Bandicoot. Did you have a Sega but CD? I think I had a Dreamcast. I, that was one system I didn't buy. My one uh, Black Asian friend that had one. Shout out to uh, Damian Chan. <laughs> oh God! Brought the dog in here. I'm again. Are talking about the George Burns movie? Oh God, or Oh God too? No, no. George Burns is that the R. R. black comedian? Bond, Burns. Uh, some say no, that's George, he, that's he was Harris. black. <clears throat> George Harris. Is that his name? I mean. I'm thinking of. If you know what I mean. <clears throat> <laughs> that's the rumor and innuendo, man. Burns, he he, he was backing. <laughs> Not, I'm not even Randy. kidding. Or That's not, like not legit. Ron oh, what's up? <laughs> Is that he was the Ron Jeremy of the SAG world? He was the Ron <laughs> of 90-year-old dudes who looked like an old Dennis the Menace. But George Burns was awesome. Him and Gracie Allen, a great uh, duo, uh, husband and wife, back in the 1930s, by the way, Kyle, uh, and the 40s and the 50s. But that shit, I love Old-time radio, old-time comedy. That is definitely my jam. Apparently, you know what else is my jam, Kyle? Uh, lots of people getting murdered, um, as was done in Sicario 2, the sequel to the 2016. Um, I would say kind of like underground a hit, if you will. Actually, 2015. Uh, of course, Emily Blunt joining Josh Brolin pre-Thanos. And... Uh, and Benicio Del Toro kind of as the hitman, the, the Sicario, if you will, and, and basically looking to take down, um, you know, the cartels there. Well, of course, 
it continues from that aspect. Sans Emily Blunt and Sicario, Day of the Soldado. Um, and of course, this one now, instead of drugs, the cartels, of course, what's the biggest import right now, Kyle, besides drugs? Kyle? Anyways, uh, the answer is people. Definitely, definitely people. Um, So it's essentially kind of looking into that and trying to get the cartels to go against one another um, to basically secure a plot. Um, And and let's be uh, not really a spoiler alert, but what's going to be a two-hour movie if shit doesn't go according to plan? Um, So basically, it's based um, just kind of getting these terrorists (laughs) out of the way. And Benicio Del Toro, uh, who, again, delivers a fantastic, fantastic role here. um, Really? Just as the Sicario. But uh, it's it's nice. It's different seeing it by three different perspectives, Kyle. You have the cartels. Actually, there's about four or five point of views in this movie. Uh, One of them, of course, they follow a small kid uh, who's kind of recruited into this life by his older cousin. Of course, then you have the cartel. You have the FBI, the DEA, and, of course, Benicio Del Toro. Um, kind of all wrapped in one. And oh, oh yeah, the cartel's boss's daughter. So there is a, oh. a lot of, of storyline into this. And all I kept uh, saying to myself while watching this, this grittiness, this unfortunate realistic portrait of how shit really goes down on a minute-by-minute basis was, this is probably happening multiple times around the world at the moment. Um, just probably a little, uh, a little more gruesome. Uh, but you know, besides the realism, which I definitely applaud, um, it really brings in your, your questions about loyalty and, and friendship and, and partnership and business. And, you know, where are your morals, you know, when it all comes down to it, uh, loyalty mm-hmm. is a huge key theme into this film and all those perspectives I mentioned, I probably missed about 14 others as well in this movie. Um, it, it, they're all tested. And, and this was a wonderful, wonderful film. It, it overperformed actually in its projections, Kyle, it was only expected to make about like 12, 13 million a la the first, but I believe when it opened two weeks ago, it opened to about almost 20 million where now it is about, 30, uh, 35 million, I believe there. So definitely will be making its budget. Uh, the original director, Taylor Sheridan always envisioned this as a trilogy and lo and behold, please pray to all that is holy Jeebus. Please help us. The fans of the Sicario franchise want to see the book end uh, to these marvelous films. Um, I, I thought uh, it was tense all the way through uh, the, the last quarter of the film is, is a wonderful ride. Again, it, it kind of tests your morality in some ways. But Benicio Del Toro, uh, if he doesn't get a nomination, at least kind of at the Golden Globes um, or uh, the whatchamacallit, uh, I can't think of the, the uh, not the Emmys, um, but the ones in January, I can't think of them, but uh, 
I'll be very shocked. He delivers another commanding performance, um, you know, a la in the Marvel movies and, of course, his turn in Episode 8 there uh, for Star Wars. Um, but this was a, a grand watch. Josh Brolin, uh, I would say probably the MVP of 2018, not only from playing Thanos, Cable, uh, he has an awesome movie uh, from the creators of Eastbound and Down on Netflix that looks awesome. I believe it's like The Hunt of the uh, White-Tailed Deer of some sort just came out. Looks like a great watch. But uh, add this movie to that resume, a great, great performance. Sicario 2, Kyle, unfortunately, I don't know if it's playing in too many theaters anymore. But if you drive past that old school theater um, that you were talking about earlier and it's there, I definitely say it's worth a checkout. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I don't know. Benicio Del Toro, man, he just seems weird. And last movie I seen him in, um, I want to say it was something with a werewolf. The Wolfman? I think so. I didn't like it. So that at yeah. the MOA, all hyped in the VIP theater. It was like one of the original movies in that VIP theater. So I always thought I was tight. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get a beer. I'm going to have them bring that popcorn to me, even though I'm paying extra because you got to tip them, um, which was fine. You probably tipped cool. me. Man, that'd be dope. No, I always had a girl for some reason because I was like the only one in the theater every time I would go because I would always <laughs> go like the first show of the day. It was, it was awesome. Uh, I only worked like VIP for a little bit when I worked there. Um, it was fun though. But I didn't get that. That would have that'd be tight. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Ryan thinks it was me that kicked him out the theater on Valentine's Day, but it wasn't me. Was he wasted? Um, no. Not not no. really. He says he wasn't. I don't remember it. That's why. But he was like, I thought I think it was you, and he thinks it was me and Brandon. Who you know, Brandon, uh, director of yep. the world has no idea. Um, he's like, you were Brandon because you guys are laughing at me. It is. As uh, he's working on his new film, um, The Legend of Thaddeus Jackson, I think it's called. Um, I do want to bring him back on and, and talk to him about it more as as uh, as uh, gets into uh, production here, which I think is soon. You can purchase The World Has No Idea on iTunes, pretty much any digital format it looks like, Amazon.com as well. Check that shit out. Kyle, highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, I do. And shout out to Brandon for giving me a signed copy by uh, Kathy, who is Idea's mom. Yep. Um, And I got a t-shirt, which I'm wearing now, actually, ironically. Nice. Great reviews on it. Um, yeah, they, I'm reading a review on it right now on, on the Amazon there. Awesome props. I can't wait to check uh, that out as well. The world has no idea. Support good shit. Support creative vision. Shout out again, Brandon Grossen, and the excellent subject that that is idea. Um, yeah. Well, Benicio Del Toro, he is wacky. Um, he's he's known to be a, a an interesting gentleman, as you stated. Of course, I... You know, he's infamous for, you know, kind of when, when Scarlett Johansson technically broke into Hollywood. There's that infamous story between them at the Oscars. Um, but, yeah, I never got his appeal, per se, but I've always asked girls, you know, what, or women, like, what's the appeal? And then when they tell me, I was like, oh, I get it. And then I watched the original Sicario, like, a few weeks ago before I saw the sequel. And I said, God, this guy is just amazing. So, 
I totally get it. Dr. Gonzo, right? Fear and loathing. Um, but uh, I, I highly recommend this. If you if you enjoyed the first one, there are some things that you know it's it's not the original uh, you know team behind this one. Unfortunately, um, Taylor Sheridan does write the screenplay, but a different director uh, since Denise Villeneuve. Uh, was directing Blade Runner and is doing Dune, uh, uh, awesome projects that he's he's been working on. So, but Stefano Salima definitely stepped in and brought the realism. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Go check it out. Bring on the third. I cannot wait to see where the shit this story goes. Interesting. I there's so many movies that I really want to watch. Like ever probably dating back to Incredibles too. Still haven't seen that yet. I thought you saw that. No, not yet. What? Yeah, not yet. I still haven't seen it yet. The plan was to go 4th of July, um, but they didn't have it in Minnesota Zoo. Um, so that bummed me out. Um, so, yeah, I still haven't seen it. That's where I saw that shit. That was awesome. <laughs> Do you know I spent $120 for tickets for that movie? $120 at the zoo for seven tickets. Is that like IMAX? Yeah. Why is it so much? Like, I don't understand. Because it's a giant screen. The sound is amazing. People I've gone with, some people have left because it's too loud. I'm okay. partially deaf, so... I think it's fine. So it's perfect for me. It's perfect. Yeah, it's, the seats are a little better. They don't recline, but they're a lot better than what they used to be like four years ago. So shout out to the Apple Valley IMAX Zoo. As you know, I've seen like every big movie there, I think, <laughs> from like since 2009 with the the J.J. Abrams Star Trek. And I remember seeing that on that screen thinking, holy shit, this has changed cinema. And I never really was a Trekkie, but that made me kind of get why Star Trek fans like it because I felt like I was in, you know, a, a you know, in space, essentially, on the USS Enterprise. So I remember I took Kyle, um, probably six different people to that theater to experience that. Star Trek fans are not. I was just like, have you seen this? No. What are you doing tonight? Cool. I'm taking you to go see Star Trek. So I probably was, uh, <laughs> I would say, responsible for about point zero 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 one two percent of uh, of the money they made just from those IMAX screens. Dang, you should have uh, bought some shares. I should have. God, when I you look back, I'm like, man, I should have got Disney shares back in like 2010. Do you get admission for into the zoo for buying IMAX tickets? No, if you go to the zoo, I think you can get, like, a couple bucks off a ticket to the movie. What? So, like, <laughs> so you have to, hmm, that's that's crazy. So you can buy a ticket to the IMAX theater mm-hmm. and still go in and not have entrance into the zoo or access Correct. into the zoo? Yeah, the, yeah, the theater is just, they're two separate entities. The theater's on the right side and the zoo's on the left. Fun fact, I've never been to that zoo. <laughs> it's big. But it's a legit IMAX theater. It's like an official where the AMCs are not official IMAX screens. Um, 
and actually all of them in the Twin Cities area, they're all different from Eden Prairie to Rosedale to Southdale. They are definitely very, very different, especially their sound as well. So that's why if I have a chance, I take it that goes to the uh, to the Apple Valley Zoo. It's just such a great experience. I just wish they had better chairs. Oh, man. So, like, it's it's the old school theater chairs, not the reclining seats? They have the, the pushback. It's not the recliners, no, but it's the pushback. The, the the room in between the aisles sucked before, so at least they added a little bit more space, where before you were literally clumped not only side to side, but front to back as well. Um, Whoa. butt. You know what else was front to back? Dinosaurs, y'all, coming back after there was a Jurassic World. We'll find out why there was a Fallen Kingdom. Right after this. Do you remember the first time you saw a dinosaur? We don't really believe it. Like a miracle. Something's coming. It's a T Rex. It's a T Rex. It's not a T Rex. Blue, come with me. You know you can't stay here. Jurassic World. The island. You're alright. Easy, girl. All of that is in the past. I want to show you the future. What is that thing? They made it. Blue! You need to get us out of here. Yeah. Baby, welcome to the box office video. <laughs> welcome back to the pop culture. I love you, Kyle. You went literal. I should have been more. <laughs> I love it. Um, man, Carnosaur. you gotta watch Carnosaur now. You have to. Connoisseur. I, I never seen the first one. You don't need to. The sequel's awesome. Did you watch that trailer when you had to get the clip? No, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Because, like, I seen two. So I'm like, huh. Even though it doesn't really. Trailers don't really give too much away, but. There's like four of them. Carnosaurs. Is, Is there? It was like Jurassic Park. What if the dinosaurs really ate people? Like, it was like such B-movie. I remember that shit like it was yesterday. It was awesome. Ah. That was tight. Got the Dolph Ziggler. 
Um, but Jurassic World, the Fallen Kingdom Park, whatever the hell they want to call it. Um, J.A. Bayona, um, Bayona, sorry. Um, kind of taking the helms from uh, Colin Trevorrow. Uh, of course, um, you know, he's not unfamiliar with the big spectacles. Of course, The Impossible, which was about the huge tsunami back uh, in the late 2000s. Of course, the underrated A Monster Calls. But one of my favorite movies, The Orphanage, um, just such a fantastic Spanish film uh, Guillermo del Toro produced as well. Uh, but he, you know, the reason why I had the parallels between Jurassic Park and Carnosaur 2 is because Fallen Kingdom is like Carnosaur 2. This is Whoa. that B-movie scary type of film dinosaurs are going ham not only after that volcano explodes like they show you in the trailer and murks 90 percent of the dinosaurs but shit goes crazy in this jurassic world universe uh claire deering and owen grady of course chris pratt and ronna howard's daughter bryce dallas Howard. i shouldn't even say that bryce dallas howard was an amazing actress um but uh they um you know come back of course their characters are a little different Claire, you know, her character was kind of ripped in the first one. They said, oh, she was too businessy. She was too this. You know, she's, you know, she didn't have enough heart. Where in this movie, they totally give her heart. They totally listen to the fans in that aspect, switch that character around. Uh, Chris Pratt's character, Owen, you know, he still loves the animals, but he's far, far away from that life, especially when he was torn away from his raptors and, of course, his boy, Blue. And, you know, he's, he's sought back because, of course, now the feds, the government wants all in, uh, as well as a lucrative, uh, I should say, dino philanthropist, even though it's philanthropist. Um, but uh, he is one that is uh, embracing um, Claire's vision on trying to save these creatures, these dinosaurs, even though the rest of the world is like, if they get loose, they will murder the world. So a lot of animal issues, animal rights. What do you save, you know, in, in that aspect, which I, I did enjoy the argument. Of course, Jeff Goldblum returns as Ian and Malcolm to kind of bookend the movie, which I thought was a great take by uh, Bayona. Um, but uh, this movie turns freaking wild, Kyle. Of course, that first hour is, you know, kind of getting those dinosaurs off the island, but some shiftiness. And again, another social commentary issue comes up in this movie. Big business conglomeration. What will big business do and the ruin? And what price will stuff go on the black market? It is a scary, scary thing if dinosaurs ever came to life. But splicing of DNA, Kyle, is definitely happening in the uh, here and now. And this movie definitely is previewing that. But this was a hell of a good time. Again, it's nothing like the original. It's nothing like Jurassic World. It's campy when it knows it wants to be cappy. It's brutal when it wants to be brutal. And I think the team did a hell of a job. Uh, the villainy in this is such classic 80s heel wrestling, Kyle. I, I wanted to applaud and stand throughout moments of this movie. Uh, but again, the third one we already know is going to happen, Kyle. This movie has already grossed $1 billion. 
um, worldwide and only a few weeks of release. So they're good. Colin Trevorrow, of course, coming back from the third one. Hopefully you won't make it as uh, as lame as the first one. Uh, as some people say, I'm, I'm still, you know, half and half on it. But Fallen Kingdom, <laughs> definitely, Kyle. It goes Jurassic Park, then Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. This is a must-see. See it on the, the nicest screen that you can. Uh, definitely $5 Tuesday or bargain matinee weekend money, Kyle. Hmm. Maybe weekend money. Madness weekend. <laughs> like it's, it's crazy. Like I enjoyed the shit out of this movie. Um, we I, I actually saw this right before going to the Bone Thugs and Harmony concert in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So it was a, it was a nice double feature for sure. Uh, that Did you stop night. at a casino. No, it was at a. The side of it, you you look at the the outside, you're like, what? Bone Thugs and Harmony, uh, but uh, they rocked it as well as the openers. Uh, usually, I'm not a fan of of indie indie rap or indie hip hop, yeah. what have you, but uh, they they were good. They got the crowd energized. I could understand what they were saying. Uh, kudos to everyone um, uh, that night for sure. Um, but yeah. uh, kudos to Jurassic World. Tights, I loved it. I can't, I can't wait to see it again. Was it really that good? What's that? I said it was really that good, huh? I, I did like the first one. Um, I'll probably add this to my queue. Mm-hmm. What I, That's what I, I liked about it, what I, what up. I like is how they flipped everything on its head. And you know me, when I use that term for almost about every movie in the last couple of years, uh, I mean it. You know, because I like they're not going... Where, you know, Jurassic World was a carbon copy of the first two films. This is like Jurassic World budget and a little more uh, extended time for the plot for it to get going. Um, I, I I liked it. I liked it a lot. I cannot wait to see wait to see where they go. Of course, you want to stay for after the credits. Uh, some interesting stuff coming. Uh, I believe in 2020 when the third one will be coming. All time. But the the first one and second one, there was a long gap in between that two, wasn't it? Whoa. You hear me? There we go. Sorry for the technical difficulties there, ladies and germs. Welcome back to the Pop Culturist. Of course, as we heard earlier, who's going to fight for the number one spot? Again, as I stated earlier, uh, Jurassic World, of course, already crossing the billion-dollar line with only a few weeks in release, Kyle. Uh, but coming at a number five, Sicario 2, getting about $7 million. Again, about, uh, about three weeks in release here. Thirty-five million uh, domestically. I think about sixty, uh, more about fifty million. I would say, um, kind of worldwide there. So again, hopefully enough to on a sequel because I think this is definitely 
trilogy uh, looking down the line here, especially if you get the original uh, guys back together, Taylor Sheridan, um, especially to come back. Maybe he can direct it, especially after doing a wonderful job with Alan Highwater. Um, but I, I think fans deserve that there. Uh, Kyle, so you haven't checked out Drew yet? Have I checked out one movie? Have you checked out Ruya? Damn. Uh-oh. Um, have I checked out Uncle Drew? No. If that's what you yeah. asked me, Uncle oh. Drew. Okay. No, yeah. I haven't. Yeah. Not yet. I really, I kind of want to go see it, but I kind of want to go see, um, um, sorry to bother you a little bit more, which we'll, we're, we're going to oh, talk about here yeah. soon. But I, I kind of um, want to see it, but I, I'm kind of torn on it, which we'll talk about later also. Would you see in Oh, hang on, I watched Hello? it again, Alex. Okay. Fuck. Ask me again. Um, would you, what would you rather see, Doc, or Dr. True, Uncle Drew, or <laughs> Dr. Drew from the audience? <laughs> Dr. True. <laughs> um, if, if you gave me a ticket to either or, man, and if I had to, like, no, maybe choose. Choice yeah, Sophie's oh. Choice. So like if 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 I'm gonna make it even more difficult and say like if I had to pick one and not see the other one ever. Oh wow. Um, You're taking it hardcore, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh but no, like I'd 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 maybe kinda wanna go see Uncle Drew a little bit more. I think I'd make it more enjoyment out of that. I think that one will surprise me and be funnier. Really? You would over the Incredibles. Like, Uncle Drew is going to be streaming in, like, two months. Incredibles no, I, 2 I, is, like, no, I, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I would choose Incredibles 2. I heard that was a lot better anyway. Like, it's tight. Fuck yeah, it's yeah. better. Yeah. Even though no, I, I, I would Uncle Drew, but there was nowhere, like, at, with the Don't you want to see Reggie Miller dance, though? I didn't even know he was in it. I changed my answer. Yeah. Uncle Drew for life. Uh, I, I would I would tell you though go see Tag Tag I would say it's probably the best comedy of the year so far. Um, of course Game Night and Blockers right on its tail, but Tag I would say I would I would say you would, bet you would get more laughs out of that than Uncle. Drew. Yeah, I think Uncle Drew is kind of funny, but Incredibles two I would enjoy more. Of course, tight. Would you see Jurassic World or the new one or or Uncle Drew? Jurassic World. Uncle Drew is like <laughs> I I'm just kidding on like on in priority. It's not really all that high on my list. Like it is something I do want to see, but it it's like probably like 5 or 6. I would have to be really high on the list to go see Uncle Drew for that one. Uh, Kyle's supposed to uh, check out, but unfortunately, I'm getting in line to go see the Purge uh, again and coming out July weekend. Second week out, though, Kyle has garnered 31 million domestically, 17 uh, this past weekend. I I guess technically it's still the holiday weekend. They they make these movies for like under $10 million or whatnot. Uh, actually, this is worth thirteen million dollars again. It's already got about forty-two million, you know, worth 
wide. So we're going to be seeing more of these as well as I saw commercial, Kyle, especially if you watch SmackDown. USA mm. Network will be having a purge stories. Thoughts on that? Yeah. Which I think is kind of cool. Kind of. Um, what blows my mind, I honestly think, man, like, and, and we reviewed the last purge because I went to go see it and I thought it was okay, yeah. but it wasn't anything spectacular. So, like, I'm thinking, man, like, when people get these, like, re- like, um, um, not review tickets, but, uh, preview tickets. Yeah, preview tickets. Like, I feel like they do it for sport. And I just don't understand because I got there at six thirty, and they was getting ready to start the film at seven thirty, and the no, line was just crazy. Like four o'clock, man. Yeah, and I, I would have, I would always the get there between five and five thirty, and even that was cutting it. Oh my god! Like I got off work, you know what I'm saying? Went to the dollar store, got me some snacks, and then it was like, Ooh. what? Couldn't even do it. And then Megan was like, I can't, I can't even get to you till like, 7.45 anyway. She don't sound like that, but... I was just like, but they're starting a movie at 7.30. <laughs> they're starting a movie at 7.30. What the heck? Wow. Can't get to you wow. till 7.45. Well, both of this sucks. Because I was willing to, like, wait it out. Because, you know, sometimes in, in mm-hmm. uh, previews, if it gets big enough and they have the time for it, they can open up a second theater. They'll do it. I've yep. they've done it to multiple films, and so like yeah, I'm they're all on the way to USB sticks nowadays. <laughs> yeah, and even so, like if we miss it, they're willing to give us tickets to the next show, like or to an actual screening. They did it for um, oh, what movie was that? Oh crap, I forgot what movie it was, but they ended up letting us like come and see it like opening weekend. Um. I don't remember anymore. <laughs> but still, like there was there was multiple things I could have done. Shoot. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I should have waited out. Yeah, I don't know gotta, why I didn't. There there had been people by the way I would go, there's like communities of these uh, the movie pass people, but they're cool people. I I used to have we called whatever. Um but yeah, they they sometimes camp out at like one or one. They just hang out like all day and just mm-hmm. sit or stand. They bring chairs and it's it's interesting. I don't know if I I would ever go that far. But yeah, like I said, if I wouldn't if I knew I wouldn't get to like five thirty, I was like, there's no there's no point. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. so which is great. And I forget how insanely popular these movies are because let's be real, this is almost as realistic as as you can expect and. You know, a nice little, you know, origin story, if you will. Hmm. The Purge, the Purge films, though, are always interesting. I, I just didn't think it would be that popular. Like, I figure an hour yeah. would be great time for a preview like that, especially at AMC Rosedale. But uh, Rosedale, that's definitely the crowd that would go see the Purge. <laughs> and a free film. Because Rosedale is That's like, a film. yeah, Rosedale is like, um, you see a really really nice house, but inside is just kind of run down a bit. <laughs> that area. Like, oh, that that lawn looks nice, 
that house looks great. When you step inside and it's like broken pipes and shit, like or like messed up carpet, and it's like, man, this city sucks. Like, I I don't like, I don't know. Roseville's okay, but not my bad cup of tea anymore. I kind of like it out here in the YZ Excelsior, Minnetonka area. Is that uppity of me? No, it's not. No, I'm actually boat? looking to go on Lake Minnetonka. No, not yet. We went to um actually did go to a couple beaches. We went to um Hidden Beach um just over the weekend and went to um Nokomis. Lake Nokomis. Yeah. I love Lake that's Town. That's where I used to live. Hmm. Literally yep. and, uh, Lake Nokomis, because I am a swamp thing. <laughs> we we did I that over weekend. I used to run around there when fun. I could live there. Swamp thing. Then we went to Frenchman's, which is a bar over there, um, off of Sixty Six. Oh yeah. There's a the place. It's like a shack. A place over downtown. Yeah, it is. It's a really like weird, yeah. weird, uh, small, small place. One, um. I had Never a had few beverages there one night, and I probably, I think me and the whole bar almost got into a fight. That's that was an interesting awesome. night. That was old Alex, though. That was old Alex. Oof. I, that's R. awesome. R.I.P. No, no. Not a good night. Oof. Okay. Dang it. That's still cool. I want to see you rage and, like, smash a bar stool over somebody's head. That would be dope. Oh, yeah. I'd be chanting until yeah. I get, like, punched in the face, like, by some random. Like, yeah, Uh-oh. Alex! Popculturists are going to 21 Pilots this October at XL. Really? We're You're not going to see the, the 21 Pilots Backstreet Reunion? What? Wait, are they touring together? Yeah. Shut up. Backstreet Boys Literally. and Spice what? Girls are on tour, and they are they're doing a the thing. Do you know, by the way, like, one of their big songs, like, or one of the songs on the radio right now is from Backstreet Boys, and it's tripping me out. Really? What song is that? Don't Go Breaking My Heart. It's, like, on the radio everywhere, and I was like, who are these people? And then all of a sudden, it was, the Backstreet Boys, and and we look at each other like, wait, what? (laughs) I was like, why is this catchy? Why is this all in our heads? And then we're like... Did they just say the Backstreet Boys? Because it doesn't sound like them, because obviously they're adults. Um, but really, them and the Spice Girls, eh? Yeah. Don't go breaking my heart, huh? You mean the old, old joint like back in the day? No, or no. Is this a that, new thing? that was Instinct, man. That was, that was Instinct. This is a different song. If you play that song, you're going to be like, oh, I know this, and then it's going to hit you. Wait, this is the Backstreet Boys? It's bonkers. Oh. I'm looking it up on YouTube, and they're showing a Jay Farrell Wix commercial. That's really cool. Jay Farrell, Jay Farrell. Man, the mighty. <laughs> wow, they have a really cool video already. Oh, a holographic Tight. chick. Is that like Zordon? Oh, man, they're going on tour with 98 Degrees, and they're playing in Oklahoma. They're ending their Las Vegas residency. Which is interesting. Um, I would probably go see that show. 
Um, I don't want to see that clip that you uh, shared with Mel B. That for sure. How asinine is that jerk? Yeah, like, and well, apparently that was from like 2014, which is um, on the unedited description. <laughs> um, I what is that guy's name? Josh something, and apparently he's one of the former X Factor judges, hosts, he, or he currently is one of the two. And um, oh, really? Yeah, and I also hear that he's um, homosexual, but they're like, just because you're homosexual doesn't mean that you can't get hit with the sexual assault because unwanted touching is unwanted touching either way it goes. And so, um, yeah, like what was weird was like his hand was on her butt and it was, he was like patting it, you know, like up and down, like kind of resting on it. But then like what, what threw me off was like he grabbed it and, sh- and jiggled it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. what? <laughs> the purpose. <laughs> um, I never understood that. And another another allegation is AJ from 106 and Park. Like, once I heard that, I'm like, now this is a trend. Whoa, really? Yeah, I'm like, like this is a good dude. It's like the new the new adult tapes. Like, remember when Kim Kardashian unleashed that, and then like everybody had one. Like, now I feel like allegations is the new the new tapes. Well, no, I just think it's the. Voices to be heard now. There is an opportunity for people to be heard, and as well as should. Yeah, I, I'm just concerned that like people are like using that to bring their name up again. It's like, well, any publicity is publicity, I guess. I mean, it's no. I mean, it's victims, you know, they are held in shame, and you know, they're not given opportunities. And now, with the wake of the last year and a half, I mean, kudos. I mean. It's shitty when when they they fabricate or they lie. That's where the credibility kind of hurts the ultimate. But no, it's still ninety nine percent factual bad shit that happens. Yeah, yeah, it's, and it was live on TV. Like that's bad. It was England too, and they're really crazy over there. I'm not saying that it was in the riots, but good God, it was horrific to watch. They're like really crazy. Madison. They got which is like one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's one of the stupid movies ever, but one of the most quotable friends and I. Uh, but I'm watching it, still laughing, still, you know, saying all that. But I shook my head at a lot of it, and I was like, wow, they could definitely not make this movie today. And wow, this character <laughs> is definitely uh, interesting, to say the least. I definitely had some issues. Uh, but, uh, you know, it could also be called white privilege. Um, but, uh, but, uh, I was like, wow, they, they definitely cannot make this, this anymore for sure. Oh, uh, uh, other one, uh, is, um, the TV show characters, um, George Jefferson and Archie. I, I hate well, that. I Archie, hate but. that cliche. It was totally different. Thing. I hate it when people say, they can't make TV like you used to, or my cousin's like, they can't make movies like in the eighties. Yeah, it's a different era, and people would grow up, and really, there was no substance. Now, don't get me wrong, George Jefferson, uh, all the family, you know, all you know, um, Stanford and Son, good times, you know, they they all had yeah. a reasoning. That's why they work because they're throwing it in the ignorant people's faces. Like, look how stupid you are. Look how stupid you look. So that's why they're different. 
They were made to get conversations going. And shows like Blackish, shows like American Housewife, you know, just on ABC and Modern Family, definitely in the beginning, shows, you know, different ways of how you talk about these topics. And I think they do yeah. it in a, a different, smarter way. But again, just the eras were so different. Unfortunately, you could say the N word on TV and could, you know, be a little bit more, you know, prejudice or with stereotypes and characters of certain characters. But now today, again, if that happens, then again, there's a reasoning, there's a story, there's, you know, hopefully a plan in place to eradicate imagery like this. Yeah, like, um, there's also an episode of Glow, on an episode of Glow, because um, I actually got back into it, by the way. Um, it's not, it's not too bad. Yeah, it's okay. Like so far. I, I watched one episode the other night. It was after a long day and a lot, <clears throat> long night. Uh, but there was an episode <laughs> that I, I heard about where they, it's in the second season. I never watched an episode, and I've been meaning to, but again, a shit ton of stuff. I got a lot of real-world challenge to watch. Anywho, mm-hmm. um, Glow, I, I've heard nothing but great things, but I actually heard that they did an episode like an episode of the, of the original series Glow. So it's like the crazy antics, wrestling, the storyline, the music. After that, I was damn, that was really cool. But, but I was also confused because I maybe have seen clips of Glow in my life, but never really watched an episode. But I was like, what the shit is this? This is the zaniest thing I've ever seen. But also had <laughs> me intrigued. And uh, Callie has started watching the first season, and she's uh, definitely enjoys it. As well as we are both in Riverdale right now, which blew her mind about the Archie comics, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. She got it out after like Jughead up up, and I was like, you know, this is like Archie, like a legit comic strip from like the fifties. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I I it was used to read cool, the. The Sundays all the time, and so Archie would be on there, yeah. um, along with Family Circus, which no one liked. Yeah. No, I did like Family Circus. I just, I just make that reference because Family Guy was <laughs> he used to he used to give him crap. Whoa! Alex got so upset that um, <laughs> about Family Circus that. Blog Talk kicked them again. And we're we're just having really poor technical difficulties, but we're still trying to get through the show. And it's like twelve minutes left. And so um we appreciate you guys for sticking through us for tonight and hopefully tomorrow on Soda Sound Radio things won't be like this. What the hell is a Dagwood? Be like what? Um, with all the all the clotheslines you've been taking, you know. This is bootleg. Me included. Man, you're talking shit on the air. I love it. Um, <laughs> but I would say, actually, I don't love it. I want to punch you in the face right now. But um, no, I'm oh. kidding. Uh, Dagwood, you don't know what Dagwood is? You said you read comic strips, man. Blondie? Dagwood. Dagwood sandwich? Oh. What, what was on Blondie? I don't remember that all that much. Blondie? What? That was like on the same page as Family Circus, like in every I, Sunday paper. I remember Family Circus, Garfield, they did have Boondocks. Um, what else do Tiger I remember? Tiger the Horrible, Doonesbury. Yes. 
Hagrid. Uh, nope, not Doomsbury. I don't remember that one. What else was on there? Yeah. But it's a Star Tribune stuff. Yeah, I guess I had Chicago Tribune in sometimes. <laughs> Which they probably had like all types of man. You probably had all the good stuff. Chicago all is just a great, stuff. great place, man. It's just it's, it's coming, good, to you, man. In the Twin Cities, it is it's coming. It is. I mean, the people's already here, so like, why yeah. not? You know. <laughs> I just remember when the Cubs played the Twins back in, like, 2012. Uh, the Cubs coming to the new Target Field, and, man, I was decked out in Cubs. Uh, I had Cubs gym shoes on, and, my God, I was heckling all the Twins fans, but I couldn't find any because we were all around Cub, uh, Cub fans down the first baseline. Uh, I remember when I called a home run um and and Soriano hit one. I took my shoe off and held it in front of the crowd and taunted all the Twins fans around, which was maybe about five, because it was Cub Nation for sure. Uh, continuing again with that list, Jurassic World crossing a billion dollars, yada yada. Won't make as much as the first one, only at three hundred thirty-three million. Incredibles uh, toppling over five five hundred and four million dollars domestically. Has uh, definitely uh, has already surpassed Finding Dory, the highest animated film of all time uh, in America, uh, and will be of all time internationally, globally, what have you, uh, probably within the upcoming weeks. And Ant Man Two, surprising everyone, going up about I think about twenty percent in um, from the first one, uh, seventy six million uh, opening domestically. Uh, they were very happy. Uh, with that, um, but people are worried it's not going to make the same as the first one. Uh, but I'm not sure. 85 million uh, internationally is also 161 million. Definitely will make uh, more, hopefully, than, than what it was made for. Uh, so uh, hopefully we'll get a third one. We'll check it out. Uh, a movie Kyle and I definitely want to check out this weekend. Lakeith Stanfield, the wonderful, wonderful actor from, of course, Get Out and Atlanta. Um, and also Tessa Thompson, Army Hammer, Tessa Thompson, so awesome. Westworld, Thor, Ragnarok, hopefully the next Avengers. <clears throat> uh, but she's an incredible actress um, who's also BFFs with the always. Um, damn, what was that NASA movie that came out last year? Um, what Hidden movie figures. came out last year? Um, Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures, like a few years ago. Yeah, it's about oh, black women running NASA yeah. in the sixties. Remember? Yeah. Is it even was it even NASA? Like all they did was math. Well, I guess they kind of like did the trajectory stuff too. But I just feel like they, it was like yeah. accountants for NASA. That was it. like we're gonna do a bunch of math problems and then get harassed by the cops. Yeah, I've Are seen hidden people? figures. Yeah, but they. I'm getting but they at, saved. Alex. But they saved it. Yeah, they did. Save John Glenn from burning up. Uh, but Janelle Monet, uh, Tessa Thompson, uh, BFFs, of course, with Janelle Monet, and has appeared in a few of her videos as well as her video album. Go check out Janelle Monet. She is fucking awesome. Uh, Multi talented for sure. But um, yeah, let's check out. Uh, sorry to bother you, Kyle, with all these clotheslines, by the way. But we'll <laughs> kick it after this. That was real. That was really good.
intriguing. I'm just out here surviving, and what I'm doing right now won't even matter. Oh, baby, baby, it will always matter. Hey Cash, how much longer I gotta wait for my money? God made this land for all of us. Greedy people like you wanna hog it to yourself and your family and Me and my family? Yeah. Cash is I'm your fucking uncle. I just really need a job. This is telemarketing. Stick to the script. Hello? Oh, uh, this is Cash's Green. Sorry to bother you. I I just wanted to miss. You want to make some money here? Use your white voice. My white voice? Like this young blood. Hey, Mr. Kramer. This is Langston from Regal View. Was that Visa or MasterCard? We go leveling up! You're going upstairs, my compadre. Okay, bravo. You don't have to sell out. I'm not selling out. Here's the starting salary. Well, man, I'm going to have to get me some new suits. We will have a transformative experience. Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Hey! I'm doing something I'm really good at. Holla, holla, holla! Because just the old you is way more interesting. You are rolling with the big dogs now. Greetings, Cassius Green. I hope you did not masturbate today. We need you sharp and ready to go. I really want to see this movie, Sorry to Bother You, uh, starring, is it Lakeith Stanfield? Atlanta's very own. Yes, yes. Uh, Who's Donald Bradley Glover directing and writing? Uh, I heard a the premiere a few nights ago in LA at Starlight with Cat and director there, and she said it was amazing, amazing film. Oh. I'm glad I stopped talking because I said Donald Glover meant say Danny Glover. <laughs> but um. Danny Glover. I, uh, huh? Yeah, this is Daddy. We we just won't talk. We won't mention it though, or we won't we won't speak no further about it. But Danny Glover's really Donald Glover's dad. That's the uh, rumor, and we're sticking to it. Um, <laughs> you are. But, no, yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. <laughs> just me. <laughs> but um, no, I I work in the call center. Um, I don't necessarily do sales. I believe that's what that's for, sales. Mm-hmm. Um, telemarketing. But I set appointments um, for people that need their vehicle serviced, I guess. So I work for dealerships um, and set appointments. Um, Megan also, she works for AT&T, but she does, like, customer complaint, I guess, or service. Okay. So, like, so we're not we both don't like work in that, but we're kind of all call centers are the same because I've I've worked for um, probably three or four different call centers. <laughs> I've worked for Bite Squad under food delivery. I've worked for um, Premier Disability, which is case management, but that's social social security. Um, 
this one's setting appointments, which is known as like BCD, I think it is. And um, another one was customer service um, for a sportsman's guide. So like all four of them were different subjects, but were the same, like type of feel, like environment. Got to follow that script. <laughs> so yes, you definitely do, and um, I'm learning that now with my QAs. But like, and it's funny because like we can we can say the same stuff, me and Megan, and like know what we're talking about. Like when I mention QA, she's like, "Oh yeah, I just got one the other day." It's like <laughs> funny. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see if this movie plays on the call center environment and if it um, um, does it justice, and if I can get some laughs out of it. However, though, I don't. I don't like, I mean, and, and another thing is I do have a voice as well, sort of. Um, I'm starting to more talk like how, I, how I'm talking to you now when I'm on the uh, phones, I guess. But um, I do have a voice. I do use it. And so it's it's funny that that's mentioned in this movie. But I remember what I um, found out about the voice. Um, yeah. After college, I was like, all right, college is done. What do I do? You know, it was the summer. I was like, oh, well, in town, they got this telemarketing gimmick. I'll see what that is. Primarily all black people, you know, of all ages. <laughs> uh, yeah. Whoa. <sighs> okay. Um. So it looks like Alex got booted. I hope he can actually get back on with there being one minute left. Um, if not, be sure to check me out tomorrow um, on <laughs> Soda Sound Radio. We'll be going over summer rap brackets. We got three years to go over because of this vacation stuff. Uh, me moving in 4th of July as well. So um, we got uh, 2005, 2006. And 2007 to go over. And then black people were talking like white people, and I was like, "What's going on?" And then they told me, and I was like, "This shit is too crazy. I'm out. I'm out." <laughs> Sorry for all the lariats tonight that my cable uh, internet company is apparently giving me indoor blog talk. A uh, bunch of dicks. I'm gonna take my. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna have some words for sure, but. Uh, um, yeah. No. So, what were you afraid of with this film here, Kyle? Not afraid. But you, you said you, you're excited as I am as well as, you know, the world should be. It looks like a great comedic science fiction type of movie. Because obviously this is not the real world um, in, yeah. in some of the ways, especially the animated voiceovers. But uh, what are some things you're kind of, you know, uh, what would you say had some qualms about, per se? Um, well, if I, I, I really want to rate it, um, give it a, pre, a pre-showing rating of weekend money. Right, but if I go yep. to the you know see it on the weekend, I feel like I'm gonna, I'm gonna really be hurt in the pockets. Um, and <laughs> me, I'm a really I'm not I don't want to call myself a cheapskate. I just feel like I'm an economical shopper. Um, I try to stretch my money as much as I can, and so like going mm-hmm. to something on the weekends is very important to me and um, big, I guess. And so if I see this, I feel like I'm gonna be hurt in the pockets. Um, I could wait until Tuesday, but I kind of want to see it on the weekend. And um, the voice may also bother me a little bit. I don't like when uh, um, 
white folks do black people impersonations, kind of, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, yep. um, like. Uh, for example, yeah, but even movie. this movie, the caricature of black people doing white impersonations, one could say. Uh, yeah, that too, also. Because that's really essentially weird. the voice. It's a very Caucasian-esque, white yep. grins and all. Yep. Because you have to be, you know, you have to, what's the word, entice your, your clientele that you're getting. And then also, you know, not, you know, not put, not fear in them, but, you know, you have to relate to that. So is that yeah. anything of the voice? Do you think? Um. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Um, and I feel like the voice is more pleasant um, than it would be for anything else. Um. Um. I can't be on the phone and be comfortable. Talk comfortable. And because, like, I don't know, like, I kind of have, like, I don't know what you would call it. I guess stoner language verbiage. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I can't I can't talk that type of verbiage to customers. And so, like, the voice kind of gives me enunciation. The voice. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I mean, it, it should be a good film to, to kind of hopefully bring up not labor talks per se, but people kind of coming together and, and trying to put a stop to, you know, corporations and this and that, you know, kind of, but it also shows the realness of, you know, you, you start from the bottom, you get to the top, you know, people change when, you know, especially in, in environments like that or any type of business, really. I mean, of course, you're going to get a bigger head. You're going to, you know, kind of change and of course affect the people that were there from the original. Um, I've seen it happen. You know, so yeah, yeah. I, it's it's interesting for for sure. But um, uh, but I, I cannot wait for this take again. Boots Riley, uh, you know, he's probably one of the hottest things in uh, in Hollywood right now with all the buzz. And I think this is ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now, which is you know a, a key demo, unfortunately, um, as people are intrigued by that. Uh, what do you think the audiences are going to be kind of for this film? Uh, do you think kind of both sides, or you know, just to kind of see or how do you think um, the crowds will be this weekend? I, for this movie in particular, I think that is going to be small, um, almost like okay. in terms of flop. To be honest, like I hate to say that, I did talk to um, and see what was crazy was like when I was talking to people at work about it, we didn't even know the title fully, and yeah, it has gotten like an indie back like buzz behind it because it's been in yeah. It releases as well as um, um, limited theaters. So um, it does have that in its pocket, but I don't think it'll be enough to like get anywhere near like top five. Fair enough. I mean, I I think a, uh, a big one, I mean, right now it hasn't really got too much, you know, in the box office again, very, very limited release. Um, recently, uh, about you know, shy under a million dollars here. I'm trying to find a budget for this movie, um, which again, I'm sure it's very, very small. So I mean, yeah. um, anything yeah. you know, probably within about a two to five million dollar opening, I think would be um, a pretty big thing. A lot, a lot of waiters coming under this, but unfortunately, good movies like this kind of fall under the radar, and people you know kind of mm. wait for streaming or or whatnot now, but, you know, I definitely see if this doesn't do anything 
you know, theatrically, which I don't think anyone's expecting, you know, get out type of numbers, but Annapurna Pictures, the, the distribution company behind this, been putting out fantastic films over the course of the last, uh, I would say, uh, three years. I mean, from, you know, The Master, Killing Them Softly, Zero Dark Thirty, Her American Hustle, you know, Foxcatcher, just to name a few, um, Hell, Detroit, Phantom Thread, whatever, The Bad Batch. Um, they, they put out quality films, so this will definitely find a good audience, you know, once it starts streaming and, and whatnot. So this w- this will be interesting. Um, I don't know, again, you know, what I meant by audience is, is it going to be raucous? Is it going to be, you know, kind of a, a oh, Roseville, you know, 10 o'clock at night? Is it going to be your preppy white people? <laughs> is it going to be um, that? So that's where it's going to be interesting. Is it going to be a lot of hooting and hollering? Is it going to be no, tense? So that's what I I'm intrigued to kind of see. Super quiet crowd. I, I think that's what it's going to be, like, super quiet, low-key, like, um, man, like, any, any, like, Morning Glory type of crowd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you got to give that's me a report when you go see it. it. That's, that's awesome. the only way I can think of it. Like, that's going to be the type of crowd. It's going to be that, those people, like, that's watching this film. Don't get me wrong, like, it's it's probably going to be a good one, but... A, people are still riding this Ant-Man 2 wave, so that's going to really crush numbers um, or go against them. And um, there isn't really anything else that I see these other two movies that's really, like, competing against it, but I just don't even think... It's probably going to get, like... It's going to be top 10, but not top 5, I think. I, I Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it, it'll definitely be in the, the bottom half, if not, you know, 9 or 10. Um, like you said, the heavyweights of, you know, the, the last couple of weeks, meaning Incredibles, Jurassic World, hell, even The Purge, you know, it's still hanging strong after two weeks of release. Um, hell, yep. Ant-Man and the – actually, it hasn't been two weeks. It's been about, like, nine days. But Ant-Man and the Wasp, as you stated there. Um, but, of course, you know, you got the other heavy hitters. I mean, you have Adam Sandler and his buddies, you know, make, making a shit ton of money just by going in in some cargo shorts and, you know, some crazy T-shirts to, to do some voice work. Hotel Transylvania 3, I mean, they're on a cruise ship this time because, hey, vampires and monsters can go on cruises. But uh, I kind of don't mind these movies. They're kind of funny to me um, to have some hearts. Yes, it's the Sandler voice that does annoy me at times, uh, but everyone else, hell, including the legendary Mel Brooks um, as his vampire dad, uh, who's going to be the gigolo on this uh, cruise ship, uh, should be uh, for some laughs. Um, I will probably have a review for this next week as I'm sure I will be. Actually, we already set uh, plans to go check this out as a family on Friday night. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the movie I do want to see uh, is not playing anywhere anywhere around here. So, uh, meaning, of course, sorry to bother you. But uh, yeah. definitely There's Hotel a- Transylvania 3. This will, this will pack some punch. Kids are excited. There hasn't really been a kids movie since The Incredibles, which is, seemed like an eternity ago, three weeks ago when it came back in. Yeah. And before that was Coco. Anything else was obsolete. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Of course, the big dog, the rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson coming back with his diehard meets uh, meets crazy cool guy with one leg. Oh, man, that was a horrible synopsis. I was just saying it's diehard with the rock. Um, yeah. This looks interesting. I, I The only thing I'm pissed about, though, about Skyscraper Kyle is don't watch the trailer if you haven't. But if you have to show you the whole fucking film, Skyline, um, uh, skyscraper. I, 
Oh. Oh. Did you? I was going to ask, did you see the, um, well, two things, but the uh, NPR cool? raccoon? The NPR what? raccoon, the one that, like, climbed that our tallest oh, building yeah. or whatever it is. And uh, yep. the rock was, like, the raccoon was on the rock shoulder on that uh, trailer poster for... <laughs> that's tight. <laughs> I get, oh, that's tight. Um, but then also the St. Paul Saints changed their name to St. Paul Raccoons for a game. They had a new logo really? and everything. Yeah, they had a new logo Rocks. and everything. Oh, it was man. just for a game. But, yeah, Bill Murray was like, I approve, which is really cool. So I'm looking at the picture now of the rock and the raccoon, and that's ingenious. God bless the river good guy. <laughs> he even, he even thought it awesome. out Twitter. <laughs> he even called it on Twitter. He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Whoever, whoever's talking crap about this, this is real life." Or, well, not verbatim. But he's like, "This is real life," and and he's in the movie. Hashtag NPR. Hashtag Skyline. Hashtag Brahma Bull. Hashtag uh, Poutang Pie. Poutang Pie. That'd be dope. Did he really hashtag that? Because that would be awesome. Oh, but I wish he did. That would be cool. It's a really good pie. Man. What are your thoughts on skyscraper? <laughs> that was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know um, how it got all weird, like right there from me, but I'm oh, good pie. I, I really want to see a two by four make its entrance, um, but I, I don't think it'll go. It'll be going to, if it's ever on TV, which it will be. Shouts HBO. Um, it's it'll, yeah. it'll I'm gonna watch it. So, but until that time comes. I'll just wait for it to like four months. Those movies are like not even in the, like that. The time between uh, theater and DVD or even theater to TV is quick, quick now. Yeah, yeah, but it used to be like a six to nine month turnaround. Now it's yeah, yeah. Three months. Avengers yeah, like is already coming months. out digitally at the in twenty days. It's gonna yeah. get Blu-ray in like mid-August. So yeah, it's, it's we just saw crazy. the snap. We just saw the snap. I feel like. Yeah, that's that's right. Oh, the snap! <laughs> I, love I love how that's like, like if yeah, you totally. If someone says the snap, everyone's like, "Wait, what? Oh shit, the snap!" <laughs> if you don't know, uh, I wish I had that saying. But if you don't know, now you know. Dangerous. Oh man, Scott. What what do you think out of these three? Obviously, we're gonna take out. Sorry to bother you. Unfortunately, sorry to not put you in the conversation. Um, <laughs> but uh, obviously, Hotel Transylvania 3, it's the third one. So, again, kids, you know, maybe you still might be seeing dinosaurs or superhero families or ant men and or women. Um, but do you think Skyscraper has enough to take number one? Again, Marvel movies are very known <laughs> for dropping about 50-plus percent. Um, so no. that will break that down to at least in the 30s. Skyscraper and Dwayne the Rock Johnson, they're known to be doing some big bucks. They are. If I if I had to tell you my top five, I'll tell you in this order. One, two, and three stays. Four okay. is Hotel Transylvania. Five is Skyscraper. Six is Sorry to Bother You. Ooh. I'm going to go Sorry to Bother You will be, like I said, 10 or 9. I am going to go... Wow, that's tough. I am going to go... Uh... 
I'm going to go first. Purge is going to be at five. I'm going to go Jurassic World is at four. Um, Incredibles at three. Hotel Transylvania two. And then I say Ant-Man at three. Yeah, I said Ant-Man at three. Um, and then, yeah, Hotel Transylvania two. And I think The Rock will come back atop, even though, again, the trailer shows you the whole movie uh, will come out at number one. Uh, with that rock buzz. Everybody likes to support the rock. Oh, yeah, and by the way, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is essentially the same movie as Rampage. I read a great article. I wish I remember what side it was, but I was like, holy shit, they're totally right. I explained that to uh, to Callie, and she was like, holy shit, you're totally right. And then uh, I watched Rampage again, and I was like, oh, I really like Rampage, so that's not a bad thing. Uh, but, yeah, again, it's campy as fuck, and I love it. Um, <laughs> Anywho, yeah, I think that's how it's going to go, and, and we'll definitely check out the next week. Uh, you could definitely expect a uh, a review for Hotel Transylvania 3, but hopefully uh, we'll get one for Skyscraper, even though I haven't seen it begrudgingly. Who knows? It could be, you know, a romping good time again. The whole effing movie, Kyle, in the trailer. Do not watch the trailer <laughs> if you do go. Hopefully Kyle will have a review. I'm sorry to bother you. Uh, he might see it on a Tuesday. Unfortunately, it won't be the weekend, but it will still surely be crowded. Uh, just a few movie news and notes. The Joker movie star and Joaquin Phoenix is going to start shooting in September. Um, of course, the director of the Hangover trilogy, um, as well as uh, Road Trip and, you know, and whatnot. Um, Todd, I can't think of his last name right now, but... Um, yeah, they're going forward with this. A Joker origin movie, Joaquin Phoenix. Apparently, Martin Scorsese, who was originally attached, um, is not a part of the project anymore. He was only going to be on as producer, but how crazy would that have been? Uh, other big news, of course, other, other news and tidbits were available, but the other one I wanted to get Kyle's take here before we head off for the night, um, before he gives his winners from 04 and 05 or 05 and 06. He's got to go, man. He's, he's got some stuff to do. He's got to get ready for work. He's on that white bed of time. I am. White bed of time. Um, he, uh, the Spawn movie, as we talked about a few weeks ago, getting the reboot from the creator of Spawn, Todd McFarlane, as well as directing this movie under Bloomhouse. Uh, Jamie Foxx, of course, will be uh, starring as Spawn, but as his cop buddy um, and or uh, not buddy, uh, Jeremy Renner has been cast um, in the Spawn movie, which, again, Jeremy Renner has been doing some big stuff, not only from uh, his Oscar-nominated uh, performance from, uh, wow, I can't think of stuff right now. But anyway, Jeremy Renner will join him um, in the Spawn movie. Uh, I'm trying to get his character name here in a second. I'm sure you're more familiar kind of from the HBO show. Um, yeah, the movie that- also. Um, I believe he plays um the character that uh Spawn's wife falls in love with, like after oh, Spawn yes. dies Chris because Williams. he thinks that he's dead. And so um, okay. I can't remember who plays in the movie in in the new movie, but yeah, he's like the good guy who like believes in what Spawn is doing and yada yada. Um, I just want to know who's gonna play the old white guy that teaches Spawn his powers. One and two, who's gonna play clown? That's all I care for. Like when I get those, then I'll make my decision on the movie. But for now, it's getting a thumbs down for me. Um, <laughs> I, I can't really. I mean, you have Oscar-nominated actors here. 
Yeah. I mean, you got winners in Jamie Foxx. I mean, no. and then you got Jeremy Renner, who's been nominated a few times. I'm even going to see if he's actually won. Um, I'm okay with but that. Yeah, I mean, but actually, I he's been nominated. Is a way better spawn choice than Jamie Foxx, and I just can't take him seriously. I can't like, so we'll see. Um, I'm just yeah, but Idris Elba just got cast as the villain in the Fast and the Furious spinoff starring The Rock and Jason Statham. So oh, I think that's, that's cool. going to be more of a cooler role than it is than uh, Spawn, unfortunately. But why not both? That's true. Well, probably filming. They're probably going to be doing it around the same time. He can do both. If Rock can like film eight films in like <laughs> in one week, like <laughs> I'm sure Idris Elba can do two films. Like, <laughs> don't play with me. The Rock, man, that dude is is the hardest working guy ever. Yeah, Idris Elba can do it. The Hurt Locker, by the way, was the movie Jeremy Renner got all the nominations for. But funny thing. He was nominated for a Kids' Choice Award for that movie about a guy who disarms <laughs> bombs in Afghanistan and Iraq, or Iraq, during that shitty war. Crazy, uh, right? I, I, that's the funniest thing I think I've ever read in my life. Nominated Kids' got, Choice Award, Teen Choice Award. Didn't it get a, like, like crazy box office numbers? Um, Not really. I mean, it made more than, than what it was made for. Uh, for sure, but no, I mean, box office-wise, it wasn't that huge. It more so, you know, kind of around award times, it, it got a, a good Blu-ray kind of boost and, and digital boost there, which, of course, it did win Best Picture, um, you know, for the Oscars, Best Director, you know, as as well. Um, but no, I, I don't, uh, I don't think, uh, no, I, I don't think so. But you know what's crazy is in the Hurt Locker, it's Hawkeye and 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 Falcon. Because Anthony really? Mackie is uh, the his, his partner in crime in that movie. So whenever I think of the Hurt Locker or watching Avengers movie now, I'm like, oh shit, they've been in stuff together like a way before. So yeah, I, I don't know when I when I see correlations and connections like that, I kind of smile. Like that's pretty cool. You know, I'm kind of waiting on. Um... Like Hawkeye, granted he he wasn't too much of a of a dick, but he still had his moments. But I'm still waiting on an yeah. Ant Man, Tony Stark, and Chris Pratt like trade off. That'd be tight. Too bad, unfortunately, the snap happened. Yes. Who did it affect? And, uh, we don't know. We're not gonna say. Well, I'm sure we whoa. did spoil it. Didn't we spoil that movie already? Kinda. I mean, everybody has their theories about what's happening. Like they're in another dimension. Blah blah blah. But could it be the quantum realm? Dun dun dun! Find out in Ant-Man. But everybody just eats like, or uh, can just read a comic. So who cares? What if you <laughs> can't read anything? Can they still read a comic? Whoa! Yes, there's audio tapes. Oh, really? I was gonna say by pictures. Oh, they're gonna be audio tapes. The, the <laughs> word balloons only carries like maybe ten words max. <laughs> that would be so dope, though. Like, interior shots. Dylan looks creepy lurking from the shadows. Like. <laughs> you get one of those uh, turn the page when you hear the uh, the boom. <laughs> Ding. I miss those. I was talking to somebody about that uh, random moment. 
sorry. But I was telling somebody about that as well as the DVDs or the CDs, my fault, with the um, storybooks on them. And they had little um, interactive moments where you would click in the storybook and then, like, a moment would happen. Like, there's a little door and you would click it, like, a mouse would come out of the door and, like, say something and close the door. And then, like, it would be normal again. Or you could, like, click Arthur or whatever. Bears named Bears. There's a bunch of them. I miss Berenstain Bears. That was my jam, as well as Arthur back in the day. Good shout-outs. I love it. Um, before we get out of here, Kyle, you got to tell me who won in the summer rap brackets and give a little preview oh. for tomorrow night on Soda Sound Radio. So, as I mentioned, um, <laughs> because of the vacations, vacation rules. Um, by the way, did you get my title reference? Oh, no. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Let me look at it again. Oh, I like man. the, wow, what is it, episode 92, 91? 93. Rogers, thank you, everybody. Yeah. Oh, shit, I was way off. <laughs> it was a good year. Last um, year, Michael Jordan was a bull for a while. Whoa. Wait, no, was it really? that was his third championship. No, he left in 95. Okay. That's okay. Um, yeah. Billy, um, Happy Gilmore. Or no, Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, oh, Mello, yeah, yeah, yeah. I smiled. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I just watched that. I was like, are you watching me watch Billy Madison? Maybe. I'm in your mood. <laughs> find out next week on the pop culture. But, uh, to... I believe Kanye West won with college dropout. Like that, was, that was the album. 2005, 2006, and 2007 will go over. So it's like a spectacular, like a bracket spectacular um, as we play catch up. Um, it's not going to be all at once. We're going to start 2005 opening the show, 2006, like middle of the show, and then we're going to end the show with 2007. We're going to pick three winners from there. And, uh, give some music, some news, some other segments along the way, and just kick it. Have fun. 10 p.m. right here on the Strong Style Media Network. That's no wise at a time. It's still wise at a time. No, they're all sleeping, man, thinking about all that money. Truth. Because I live next to a house. Well, not next to, but around the corner, there's a house with a, with a fountain or, that's not a house. My bad. That's like a, a business. But they have like a fountain, and they're like in a pool, like or what well, I don't know what you call it, but it was just fancy. I'm like, good lord, this is cool, and it looks like Man, a house. Straight Iggy Azalea out there, huh? It looks like Maybe. a house. It does, yeah. It looks like a house instead of an office. So like that's why every time I drive by it, I'm like, oh, that's a house that has a fountain in its front yard. But then, like, there's some weird sign, and it says, like, offices of something. But it looks like a legit house. How cool would that be to have, like, a bedroom for an office? A bedroom? Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, like, instead of, like, you actually go into a building, like, you go into a house. That'd be nice. All those rooms. Yeah. Maybe like Nas and Khalees' old or yeah, uh yeah, Khalees' old house. They just have like yeah. a bone in house. <laughs> That's cool. And then they divorced. They did. Because Nas have slapped a bone her in up. house. Because why? Nas slapped her up. 
Did he really? Yeah, gave her the mean ass Dusty Rose elbow and all that. Oh shit, I didn't know that. That's horrible. Reports came out uh, probably like a couple months ago this year, right before Nas's like album drop. Yikes, leaking that shit, huh? Yeah. To think I like that album, man. God, what's what's happening? Really? That's sad. Do they have a kid together? They do. Why do people do that? I I just don't get that. Yeah, they have a teenage teenage child. I think actually she may be they an have adult. A teenage now. child together? I thought they just got it on when Milkshake came out like a year ago. Whoa, God, that Milkshake song? came out. Damn. Milkshake came out when I was in oh, actually like 2000. No, that had to have been a college song, right? I think so. So yeah, fuck. O two, O two. Wow. This is blew my mind. They do have a teenage son, then. They do. They have a teenage daughter. Nas talks about it in one of his songs about how she's like on Instagram posting pictures of her like with condoms in her mouth and what have you. Um, and he's like, "What the fuck?" I don't blame him. But then, uh, yeah, Khalees was like, "Nas beats me." We was like, Nas, no. How could you? Nas left him. Find out next week. Uh, thank you, everybody, for, for <laughs> listening. Um, that's horrible. That's a horrible way to end the show. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so, as I stated, every movie I, I saw, I definitely recommend. Again, next week I will review Carnosaurs 1, 2, and 4. 3 sucks. So he's going to check out 4 instead. Also, Luke Cage Season 2, we will get to Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And again, Hotel Transylvania, hopefully some Skyscraper. And Kyle will uh, get some sorry to bother you. Again, sorry for the audio issues tonight. The Lariatos were definitely getting me. Uh, probably the humidity as well, but great to be back. Thank you as always, Kyle. And thank you, yeah. listening audience. Don't forget strongstopmedia.com. Uh, we got some cool stuff. Got some merch. We got some cool uh, archived episodes. Uh, hopefully we'll get that site back up and ready to go as well pretty soon. Uh, for Kyle, myself, thank you for tuning in. We will talk to you guys next week. Deuces. John Wilson. They represent the realness.